0: And in one second you're going to hear a cat fighting with a tissue box. Oh no! <laughs> it's fine. He can do whatever he wants because he's getting a friend tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for his friend. He's coming over here now. He thinks I'm talking to him. Oh, this gosh. is the podcast where we read your emails and respond to them and I do funny voices. That's that's my favorite part, is the voices. Uh, I'm going to come back to our first email because my throat hurts. Sure. Um... We can do whatever we want. Our it's s- our show. Our <laughs> second email is from Phantom Thief Goofus. The Goofus. Love that Goofus. <laughs> it's titled Space Mont Blanc. Like, uh, like the guy from Friends. <laughs> yeah, Joey LeBlanc. <laughs> Ahoy, track boys! How are you doing? Good. I'm all right. My throat hurts a little bit. Watching Friends. <laughs> Hopefully this subspace transmission finds you well. I was talking to one of my cool crime friends the other day, and we were talking about why the government and society sucked so hard in the 21st century. He blamed it on the internet, but not in the way that you think. Hmm. Wow, how the fuck do you know what I think, Goofus? Yeah, what's the way that we think? Yeah, tell me. Well, wait. Write write another email. See you next week. (laughs) He proposed that with the advent of the internet that the world sped up way too fast for the old people to keep up and thus they That's were left exactly in the dust. That's exactly what we think. When the age wars came. What do you think? That's exactly what we think. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. I- Boomers are it's, never before and I don't know, this is a totally object or subjective thing, but I think never before has there been a gap in the age like generations. Like and that's, I think, two things. is technology and social changes. And those both of those things could feed into one another and they could be the same thing. Oh, yeah. There's but, definitely, like, a recursive link between those two things. Yes. But I think, like, for the argument's sake, let's say that, like, you could separate them. Definitely technology fucked with old people. It, it broke them. They, they don't know how to deal with it. And it's not just, like, old, old people either. Like, my brother yeah. is six years older than me and he doesn't know yeah. how the fuck to use a computer. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's not, like... Age so much as it's like a certain type of person, right? That's like true. Some, there some are people, people younger can. than me who like refuse to get a smartphone and shit. It's crazy. And like, why would you not want the entirety of human intelligence, all everything we've ever learned throughout all time, at your fingertips? I don't, I don't understand. I, I've had to like I talked to my grandmother. My grandmother's like real like old and like crotchety, and she like. Is like nobody knows how to spell anything, and I, and I and I'm always like, well, it's because they like they learn how to spell something, but then they like forget because there's so much information that they're dealing with, right? Like, yeah, they're they're looking up in a in a online phone dictionary how to spell stuff, but then like it's it's a RAM problem. We don't have enough RAM. You know what I mean? Yeah, like- I agree with that. <laughs> and I also think it's because it's not important anymore. Right, like, right stuff fixes your spelling for you right like ask your grandma if she knows how to fucking start a fire with twigs (laughs) she doesn't because it's completely unnecessary right because you don't use twigs exact that's really that's smart yeah you're right you're right man like we've gotten to a point where spelling is something that can be taken care of for us and whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing has a lot to do with what type of person you are right my grandmother doesn't know how to put a saddle on a horse, right? But she could drive a car. Like, yeah. why would you know how to put a saddle on a horse? Exactly. Like, does yeah. your grandma know how to make arrowheads? <laughs> no. She doesn't need to. Because <laughs> uh, you can buy chicken in a supermarket. Yeah. Her, his friend did also call the internet the second printing press, which is probably a pretty apt comparison. It might be more important than the printing press. Because the world is crazy. changed in a way that has only ever, ch- Like, the only thing you can even compare it to is the beginning of, like, printed type. I don't know if you... I don't even know if, if you can compare it. Because uh, there was still a large portion of a population who couldn't read. That's for, true. For, like, a hundred years, like, after the printing press. Like, hundreds of years, even. Fuck you, Gutenberg. Yeah. The new I, I hero didn't... is Al Gore. <laughs> inventor of Internet. CELEBRATE GOOD TIMES! COME Come ON! on. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this stopped being about Star Trek. Sorry about that. It's- no, it is. It is. It's all connected. Would you watch a full Netflix special of Data's stand-up? I would. (laughs) He most likely wouldn't turn out to be a huge piece of shit like that Louis C.K. guy. Is it better than Ken Jong's first special? (laughs) Yes. You could at least laugh at how bad Data is at joke <laughs> delivery. He does his, like, Joe Piscopo voice. Oh, God. Like, yeah. he, he goes, like, straight up, like, a Klingon, a nun, then a Ferengi walk into a bar. It's, it's so, like, stupid, dumb comedian stereotype. Um, yeah, I'd watch his stand. I'd do. I would watch anything Data ever did. I mean, you'd have to watch it. What are you going to not watch it? I love Data. I mean, who's who's gonna be like? Netflix released a data stand-up special, and people are like, nah, nah. You know who wouldn't <laughs> watch it? Brent Spiner. <laughs> nah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> that dude fucking hates Star Trek now. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so weird. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, he that, didn't give a fuck about Star Trek before he started working on it, and now it's his whole life, you know? Yeah. But also, like, he doesn't have to be a giant dick about yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, stop fucking with this thing. His cat's fucking with this thing. Can't even have tissues because cats fucking fight the tissue box. This cat's fucking with this thing. Hold on, <laughs> he's uh, he's done. All right, Goofus finishes <laughs> his email by saying, "See you around, Trek, boys." Phantom Thief, FTG Goofus. Oh yeah, founder and CEO of Cool Crimes Inc. P.S. Love S- those crimes. P.S. <laughs> P- <laughs> I'm about to steal your hearts. Wink. What? But, nah, but for real, keep an eye on the Gambler's Nebula, the largest casino on this side of the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> he's doing another ad! This dude is fucking, he's gonna hit the Gambler's Nebula. Like, he's about to <laughs> phantom thief-ass some Gambler's Nebula. <laughs> it's a whole nebula for gambling. That's a lot of gambling. It's a Nebulas lot. are pretty big. Nebulae. Uh, Nebulae. Our, our next email is from Captain Drac. Oh, fuck. Fuck. And it is titled, Owner, Owner of a Lonely Drack. <laughs> Owner cool song. of a Lonely Drack. Can you name who does that song, Jeff? Yes. Can you? Yes. No, but can you name who does it? I am. No, that's not it. It's Yes. Yes. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> the name of the band is Yes. <laughs> The who's Yay. one first gag, everybody. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Insert audience clap. I'm not going to remember that. Okay, here's Drak's email. Hey, Federation, uh, duty heads. Damn, he's not sounding hot. Is he sick? Drak here. <sighs> oh, jeez. He has got broken up with. You think you know somebody, man. Everything was going so great. I was the bait of his existence and he mine. Then, just as it starts to get serious, you know, showdown in a volcano serious, (laughs) he puts his hands on my shoulders, stares into my eyes with furrowed brow, so I know it hurts him as much as it hurts me. Damn, this is sad. And he says... I put my hand on your shoulders and stare into your eyes with furrowed brows So you know this will hurt me as much as it does you Damn. I think we need to fight other people Oh fuck this is like the worst breakup in Klingon history This is breaking my fucking heart dude Owner of a two broken hearts like good thing they have two of them like their dicks. Oh, man. He's lucky. Yeah, then he flies off to go in 70s LSD trip laser fight some Satan's on Megas (laughs) 2. Damn anyway, do you mind if? (laughs) anyway. Do you mind if I crash? Hang out here for a while. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Don't bother answering. I'm already on my way All right (laughs) satellite M rumbles alarms wailing warning Hull breach detected in cargo bay four. You can just Warning. use the door. You don't have to. You don't have to cut through the hull. We need that wall. It keeps space out. <laughs> I'll ring your scrawny necks later, boys. That is, if I don't choke myself with all this comfort ice cream you're keeping in cargo bay four. How I mean, thoughtful. Cargo day- <laughs> That's our ice cream bay. That's all ice cream all the time! We even have the cool, like, astronaut ice cream that's, like, really funny to have because it's not real ice cream. Yeah, it's called Dippin' Dots, the ice (laughs) cream of the future. (laughs) This episode brought to you by Dippin' Dots. Do you ever want dots in your ice cream for some reason? Dude, Dippin' Dots is good. I've never had... I mean, I love Dippin' Dots. This episode brought to you by them. <laughs> it's signed, Captain Drac inside a crate of cookies and cream. Satellite M. That's a delicious... Fu- That's my personal fucking... General Martok gave me that cookies and cream ice cream. <laughs> my favorite. Damn. It did have a picture of Josh's smiling face on it, and you fucking ate it anyway. <laughs> And then it cuts back to your smiling face on the empty thing, and it's big frown instead. <laughs> it, it transitions to my real face frowning. <laughs> uh, it's actually really difficult to do Drak's voice and be sullen, so I hope yeah. you all enjoyed that. <laughs> it's, he's very boisterous. Boisterous. That's the right word, right? Yeah, boisterous. Boisterous. There boisterous. it is. We got there. Our next email is from Parrotmancer. Who's that? Who says, Hey, Trek individuals. Hello, Parrotmancer. The man, the magic man of parrots. Parrotmancer. <laughs> I just have a quick peyote for you. Oh, shit. DS9. Bashir and Dykes returned to the planet where they created a vaccine for a Dominion punishment plague 30 years later, only to find a group of citizens who have rallied an anti voxer movement. Oh, my God. They just spend the whole episode yelling at these people for being so fucking stupid. B-plot, Odo sees Worf without pants and goes on a journey to find out how many dicks all the races have so he can pick the average number. Hey, that's my job on the satellite. <laughs> Keep on trekking. Parrot P.S. I don't feel good about any of this, so sorry? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would not pitch it because I don't want to watch anti-vax bullshit. I mean, if the whole episode was the anti Voxers like dying out because they're so fucking stupid, yeah. then yes. I like the part. Yeah, I like. I like that it's not them. Uh, it's not like for that, right? I get that, but like, I, I, it's too, it's too soon. It's too close to home. It's yeah. It's, it's too, too topical. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to that email though, Parrot Mancer, we mm-hmm. didn't feel good about any of it either. Nope. <laughs> Our next email is uh, from. Charles, a.k.a. Bart. Charles in Charge? It's entitled, You Didn't Read My Last One, So I've Laced This Email with Just a Pinch of Peyote. Why didn't we read it? Was it too late? I I think it came in too late. Oh, okay. And if it didn't, fuck you, it did now. It's on the record. (laughs) That's how it works. Good morning from Federation Space. Since last time my Romulan captors have been blown out of the sky by the good crew of the USS Bonaventure, but before I catch you up fully, here's a hand-turned, fire-roasted kettle-style pitch-it-or-ditch-it. I like how the pitch-it-or-ditch-it becomes, becomes uh, before the, uh, the debriefing about this major battle. I mean, we are just two ensigns, so I guess it doesn't really matter how late we learn this shit. <laughs> I'll relay it to the proper authorities. DS9 Season 6. The Defiant finds a 200-year-old Klingon shuttle adrift with one warrior on board clutching a cloth bundle with a strange symbol on it. Oh, shit. Back on the station, they show it it. to General Martok, who immediately snatches it and leaves on the Ritaran. Mm. Martok announces over the ship's intercom what their mission is. The package contains a weapon from a species that was killed off by the Klingons, and it needs to go to a vault when Kronos where it could be stored with other relics from species who fought to the last man. Whoa. If the weapon were destroyed, then they would forget an honorable opponent, and Martok refuses to let that happen. Yeah, he loves ice cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me that ice cream! Josh, let the ice cream go. <laughs> he the fucking guy ate it all! <laughs> it's gone. Let the ice cream go. No! He better not get into my fucking orange swirl, is all I'm saying. I mean, he did, dude. He's gonna eat all that shit. Oh, no. I've been saving that for a rainy day in space. Welcome to my world. They fend off two Dominion ships before crossing into Klingon space safely. The episode ends at the homeworld where Martok gives the weapon to a Gowron. To a Gowron? Mm. I guess that was a mistake. Gives the weapon to Gowron, who carries it down to a vault line with swords, guns, phasers, and knives of a hundred worlds. Cool. What is it? He doesn't tell us. Ooh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to pitch that. It sounds awesome. It does sound uh, awesome. I'm going to pitch it, too. It it needs it needs a... Uh, a twist. A twist, yeah. What's the, the item? End? Yeah, the item needs to be, like, a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, something. Is there a race I, in Enterprise that they meet that doesn't show up in anything else? Uh... It could be, like, Alachi. The Alachi are pretty weird. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, like, a, a proper, like, uh, like Predator 2 ending, right? Where it's, you like, a, like, a musket. Yeah. Do you ever, like, me- do you ever see the the Denobulans outside of Enterprise? No, they're, like, new to Enterprise, but they're, mm. they're not. Could be something like that. It's got to be something else, though. Like, maybe some Herc shit. Would be cool if it was Herc. That'd be cool. Which their bugs? Now, I love the movie Hercules. That. I love the Hercules <laughs> show. Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. Yeah, starring Crazy Man. I was watching Andromeda the other day. My advice yeah. is don't watch Andromeda any day. I watched it once when it was on Sci-Fi, and I was like, Nah. That show is like a really great premise because Gene Roddenberry made the premise. Yeah, yeah. And everything else about it is god awful because Gene Roddenberry had no hand in any of it. Didn't his son have something to do with it? Uh, his Madgeal Barrett is the one who was the executive producer of it. I don't know if his son did anything to it or not. Uh maybe I don't know. But like the premise of that show is great. It's like the Federation, like a a great Federation captain gets like f- he goes through a time portal, pretty much, uh-huh. and he ends up in the far flung future where the Federation has been obliterated by its enemies, and then he starts trying to rebuild the Federation. Is it, out it of a Alder- Star Trek thing? It's like not the real Federation. It's called like the. Coalition of Planets, or something. Yeah, right. The Commonwealth uh, is what it's called. uh, Okay. And he's basically trying to, like, rebuild their version of the Federation. Pitch it. Um, (laughs) The show itself is god fucking awful. Because it's like Hercules, the legendary journeys, but not fun at all. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Isn't it at all? Eolus? Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, Bruce Campbell. (laughs) Bruce Campbell's only in Hercules a couple times, but those are the best episodes. He is great in everything. I love that guy. Yeah, Um, he continues. Mm -hmm. This is going to be my last email for a while, so I should set the record straight. I'm not just an escapee from Rora Penthe. What the fuck, dude? Rips off fake beard. What the fuck? I'm Starfleet intelligence. The Klingons imprisoned their lead starship designer on the penal colony, and Starfleet sent their best and brightest to get him out. Damn, this guy's hard as fuck, dude. Now I'm back on a Federation vessel with a full copy of the blueprints for the Klingons' new cruisers. Time for me to take a well-deserved vacation. Uh I think I'll go to Ryza and enjoy another juicy episode of Mm -hmm. M-Class Podcast. Oh, yeah, you're gonna enjoy a lot more juicy episodes than other things, like a butt. (laughs) Juicy butt episodes. Hey, who's got the biggest butt on Ryza? <laughs> that would be my first question. That's your Starfleet Intelligent mission. Find out who's got the biggest <laughs> butt on Ryza. Can you, uh, is there like a list of butts I could look at? Just, just for reference. Yours in the fleet, Agent C. Bartlett, Starfleet Intelligence, on board USS Bonaventure. Thank you. That's well, my, I hope you- that's my real action hero voice, not my goofy action hero voice. That one's good. That was also good. I hope you come back. I want more Yeah, please write more. I want more fucking, like, crazy Starfleet intelligence adventures. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah, man. Our next email is from Yakub. Oh, yeah, Yakub. 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 I'm sorry, Yakub. I shouldn't have done that. It's entitled, (laughs) Come One, Come All, See the Amazing Trek Boys. Hey, that's us in a circus. This way (laughs) to the egress. Patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, $1, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. (laughs) Nice. I present you a half-serious Pitch It titled Customs with a Q, not a C. Oh, God. It's going to be with with a Q in it. (laughs) Set in the late TNG seasons. Oh, Jesus. Q is having tea with Picard in the ready room? Why? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, he recalls crewman traditions he observed during his visits to the Enterprise. He I like he just shows up for tea. It would be it, okay. I'm going to punch it up on the fly. Sorry to cut you off, Jeff. Go but, for it. Uh, it would be funny if, if Picard was drinking tea and Q pops in already drinking tea. <laughs> and, and, and Picard's like, oh, God. Well, you know, he's like, Q, what are you doing here? What are you and, doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here, Q? And he's like, oh, we're having tea. Like, he just doesn't care. That'd be fine. perfect. A perfect pitch up. (laughs) He saw Worf do Klingon meditation many times. Keiko often demonstrates the Japanese tea ceremony. Data once assisted Pulaski in recreating a cafe from Krakow on the holodeck so she could celebrate the yearly Polish tradition of Fat Thursday. O'Brien wears green on St. Patrick's Day and teaches fellow engineers Irish hoedowns. <laughs> oh Jesus! I thought there already was one when they put all those Irish people on the. That's fucking right. Carpet. I bet O'Brien was just fucking face palming the whole time, like, oh my god. Oh, Talu. <laughs> I'm not this type of Irish, everybody. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Q is perplexed by this behavior. Mon Capitan, if you enjoy your tea so much, why don't you drink it all the time? If the good doctor enjoys her fat Thursday donuts, why doesn't she just replicate a whole plate of them every day? He confronts Picard. The captain explains that the ceremony and scarcity is part of the appeal. Mm -hmm. Q doesn't grasp this concept well. Picard points out their confrontations on the Enterprise have also become sort of a tradition. Q considers this and asks, what comes next in the ritual, then? Picard, with a smirk, replies, I suppose now that you've learned your lesson for today, I have to order you off the ship. Farewell. (laughs) <laughs> this is like a children's book. This is great. I love it. This is great. I want to like illustrate this children's book, Yakub. <laughs> I think it would be it would be awesome <laughs> if he went and like kept popping in to all these people doing these things or doing uh, like certain things. Like they all don't happen at once, right? Yeah. But but maybe he like he's cute so he can just travel through time or whatever, right? I'm so seeing you, like his like little watercolor face with like two dot eyes like popping up from the ceiling oh, and like God. little like cute wharf is doing his meditation with candles Holy around shit. him in a bat lift it would, w- it would work so well as a children's book <laughs> oh man I want it now fuck I'm dude. gonna super pitch that yeah that's to, great like, steal it from <laughs> sorry Yakub shouldn't have sent this in <laughs> who can draw <laughs> written fucking written by Josh Henderson illustrated by Jeff Pennington. <laughs> <laughs> Asterix not written by Yakub. <laughs> Yours filled with rose petal jam, deep fried and covered in frosting with orange rind. Incense of dough, Yakub of the USS Ponchek King. Nice. I that was great. That was a good one.
1: We won't I steal it. We're not gonna it. steal it.
0: We're not gonna steal it. But it is awesome. <laughs> Maybe you're not gonna steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email. Is from Tapan, and oh. it is literally a PDF of a photo of a piece of stationery okay. that is written, handwritten, All and it right. says "From the desk of Tapan" at the top of the stationery. That that took a lot of work. This is fucking hilarious. It's from the desk of Tapan, Tapan's radio program, and then it has Hotine's morning flyby crossed out, and then <laughs> like USS Tapan it has ra- like, its own letterhead. Yeah, weekly report. <laughs> Overall, I find your morning show a satisfying addition to our programming. Oh, that's right, we're on morning show. Now. Oh yeah, that's part of the lore now. <laughs> the omission of Crusher has been especially relieving. Mm. However, I would appreciate it if Ensign Henderson would discontinue bringing his Starfleet research materials into the studio. They're my pillows. <laughs> Moe Latinum seems to enjoy the videos, but they are distracting him from his job. Not I a lot sa- of umox in those, though. And, well, I... some. There's some umox. I mean, there's some jizz gets in there. <laughs> oh, man. Double umox, then. Umox. I sampled one of the videos myself and would like to discuss it further with you at another time. Okay. Points of discussion Was coitus the principal form of payment on Earth? <laughs> Of the scenes I viewed, most ended in impregnation. Please explain. (laughs) What? For such a violent people, your sexual behavior is quite tame. No one (laughs) involved ever appeared to be maimed. I did not witness a single broken bone. Fascinating. Yeah, it sort of ruins the mood. I believe your show would benefit from a new segment. Please provide three options and we will discuss them at our next meeting. (laughs) Oh, God, we're getting like homework signed Tapon, host of Tapon's radio program and Hotine's morning flyby featuring and then Hotine and his targpak pack Au, is crossed out at the bottom. <laughs> and there is gone. a little there is a little margin note on the right that is written in Vulcan. Oh uh, what does it say? Do I wish know? I knew. We need to get Tapapi. Tapapi could come in here Ta-poppy and do some Vulcan knows how to for do it. Us. I think she's just She's like to topoly now or something. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I. wasn't sure. Um. Our next email is entitled "Assistance Required." <laughs> oh my god, we're getting fucking. It's a barrage tonight of characters. Uh, this is sent using GuerrillaMail dot com. Wow. He fouls plus F eleven D A five six F J U R zero. At this is codes. This is fucking codes. We're reading codes again. No. Yeah, you just ran no, it. No, Jeff. Dude, I can't, I can't go through this again, Josh. I cannot get court-martialed again, Josh. I I hate getting court-martialed. Uh, Josh said it. <laughs> Josh said it, everybody. There's they know they have like. All right, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. They got ice cream in prison, dude. I'm going there. <laughs> oh, I guess they got more ice cream than we got now. Exactly. Fucking drac. Yeah. We have been monitoring your communications, and we know that you were the last people a certain former sub-commander contacted. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Please tell us where we can find Shiteen. We mean (laughs) Hoteen. Wow, they're fucking dunking on their own, dude. Oh my god. No, (laughs) we will not delete the original mistake, because it wasn't a mistake. Shiteen sucks. (laughs) Damn, these guys are cool. Shitine is not responding to our messages. Do not tell us he is on Ryza. We know he is no longer there. I would have also accepted blow team. <laughs> oh damn, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you should know that there is a micro in your satellite's plasma storage. Mm, who did it would that? be a shame for that to ignite. Why didn't why don't you just call the repair guy? I'm not we're not like engineers. I don't know how to fix that. Oh, yeah, we probably should have brought an engineer on, huh? Eh. <laughs> oh, well. It'll fix itself, or not. Please help us in avoiding an intergalactic incident and tell us where we can find Shiteen. Signed, none of your business. Where is Hoteen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Hoteen if is. If he's not on Ryza, I don't know. With Becky? What was it Becky or Karen? Karen. It was Karen, right? I think it was Karen. I mean, who the fuck knows where that dude is? He went through some crazy ups and downs. <laughs> dude, if he's not on Ryza... <laughs> yeah. He, 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 could he be was, here. like, real mad about Karen before. Where's so, Karen from? Ryza? So he could be here. You're right. Computer. He could be here. Scan for Hoteen. Oh, yeah, I forgot we turned that off. There's yeah, no we, voice to talk anymore. Yeah, we got weirded out about the Alexa. We didn't want it hearing us talk about stuff. Yeah. It kept, like, every time I went to Google something, there were advertisements for dildos because Josh had said something near it. I mean, that's part of my work, so, you know, whatever. Those are just my work props. <laughs> it's just, I need them for my science. I stacked a bunch of them up next to that plasma whatever. Hopefully that takes care of it. I've heard, like, a weird, rubbery sucking sound for a while now, so I imagine yeah. it's all taken care of. <laughs> I put, like, one of the more grippy ones on it so it, like, stays. So. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck Hoteen is, dude. Maybe you should say please next time. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even tell you if I did know. That guy could be living a s- sweet life of Zack and Cody up on some other planet. Man, if only I could live the sweet life of Zack and Cody. If only all of us could live the sweet life of Zack and or Cody. <laughs> Our next email, fuck you Romulans, is (laughs) from Ike. I like Ike. And it's entitled, Jeff, quit looking for a title, I can't think of one. Whoops. I looked, I'm sorry. There it was, though, he did it, he came through. (laughs) Dear Jeff and Josh and all the Trek boys at home, hello there. Hi. Howdy. There have been a lot of fan-created characters written into this show. Most of them were created in the M-Class Discord, and you can get access to that Discord for as low as $1 over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Man, it's like we don't even have to do commercials anymore. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> if you had to pick a series for some of those original characters to appear in as one-off guests or recurring <laughs> characters, which would it be? I think all, he's all of them would listed... these characters for us. Okay, okay, what's the list? I think I remember them all, but... Tapon is the oh, first yeah. one. yeah. yeah. He's the classic. He's the OG. I yeah, love T'pon. It's, it's fun Yeah. <laughs> Where would you put topon, Josh? I think all of them fit in TOS. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, like O-Teen especially is TOS as fuck, dude. It's true. Drac, TOS. He
1: Drack- could
0: be he could be TNG. He's just like fun. Like he could be fun. You know. Like Drac is like not a part of the Klingon military. He's not a part of the Federation or the Klingons. He's just like an action captain yeah. out there on the edge. He could he could be like a TOS or a, or a TNG uh like they every now and then they they run into like a a, a funny klingon, you know what i mean? Oh yeah. Like one where they're like, "Ah, this guy's all right," you know. He'd actually work really great in TOS as like the first window into the fact that klingons aren't all completely evil. Yeah, yeah, that like, would be. He shows up and they're like super on edge cuz all the klingons are here, right? But he's like R- rolling the party, dude. He's like a yeah. party down guy. He's like, um, he's like a space pirate almost. Yeah. yeah, And they're like, oh, we thought you were with like the Klingon military, and they don't trust him. But right. like, something happens, and he helps them he solve helps the problem. Them. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, hey, maybe the Klingons aren't all bad after all. So bad. And then he goes, I'll cut your mother's tits off. <laughs> <laughs> I cut your tits off later, Kirk. And you're like, that's my Klingons. <laughs> that's I Drac. Just a track living in space with nothing to do but fighting space stuff. I would love for Tapon to meet the, like,. The Vulcan from Deep Space Nine that like sells weapons. Oh, yeah. I would hot, love that the debate. Hot Vulcan. Yeah, she's hot. But like, yeah. I would love that debate. Like, this is highly illogical. <laughs> and she would be like, whatever. This, no, this is completely logical, <laughs> and I'll show you why. It's just like, it's just a never ending cycle of logic bullshit. Hoteen could fit into TNG as well. There's a lot of, yeah. like, Romulan subterfuge in TNG. Yeah, he would be good in TNG. Space Danger is, like, I feel like the more serious of a show you put Space Danger in, the better he is. Yeah. Like, well, they kind of do that in, in TNG with that, like, Han Solo guy, right? It's like, true, except he, he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> Like, I want space danger in, like, the Dominion War <laughs> in Deep Space Nine, like, where people are dying on the battlefield. What if he you just make fucking, him, like, super gritty, right? Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, he just swoops in and he's, like, 1940s serial <laughs> as fuck. He's like, it's in it his eye, Crash Space Danger. He's black and white. He's, uh, did you know Crash Space Danger is an Andorian? I didn't know that. I don't think that's ever been mentioned in any of his emails. It's, uh. It, it, I've seen, like, people in the Discord talk about him, and he's an Andorian. Okay, so he's blue and white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kathy is apparently the name of the lady hotel. Oh, it's was into. Kathy. Sorry, Kathy. Kathy's got to be, like, a TNG thing, right? Like, the the secret agent on Ryza that's pretending to be... Hey, uh, they do that in Enterprise. Man. She could be in Enterprise. They That'd be great. Yeah. What about Scopes McGee? <laughs> oh, my God. Scopes McGee is, like... <laughs> Scopes uh, McGee. He's, like, um... Jake Sisko's rival. <laughs> Jake Sisko's like, I'm starting a Federation newspaper, and he's like, I'm gonna scoop you, kid! <laughs> he's also a kid. He's like a 17-year-old kid. I'm gonna, Why do you talk like dro- that? I'm gonna dilly up a whoppa of a story, kid. You just wait and see. I have an incurable space disease that makes me talk like this. Thanks for bringing it up, Jake. I traveled back to the past, and I really liked the cut of the jib. <laughs> What about Mo Latinum? Mo Latinum could be in any of them. But I guess he has to be post T N G, right? I would love Quark to have to deal with the wheelings and dealings of Mo Latinum. Yeah. I I just picture Mo Latinum with like dollar sign sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're Latinum sunglasses. And he's got like a an actual brick of Latinum hanging from his neck at all times. <laughs> it's just like a fucking brick with like a loop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking he's got like, shit. He's got a ton of golden rings oh, on his fingers should... and like jewels in all of them. I wish we could like make stuff like that. That would be so dope. If we could oh, make Mo Latinum bling. Oh <laughs> fuck that'd that be would amazing. Be so cool. What are some other characters that we may be forgetting? Here? I think we got all of them. I don't... I don't know. There's the escapee from thing. Oh, yeah. He's his own story. You can't put him in any Yeah, anything. he isn't... He could be, like, a, an Enterprise. There's a lot of, like, weird shit like that in Enterprise. That's true. That was a fun exercise, though. Like. Yeah, that was I cool. That. Uh, anyways, I'll catch you cool cats later. And remember, listeners, if you join the Discord, Jeff hangs out there occasionally, and he's super Cool. Patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, $1. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your time, Lieutenant Junior Grade Ike, Assistant Chief Engineer of the Starship Intrepid. Nice. Wow, Assistant Chief Engineer. Woo. We're talking to some... Getting up there. High rank of fellas. Yeah. Maybe you can fix our plasma dildo. Oh, man, that's your job, Josh. I fixed it. I put the thing on it. It's fine. <laughs> Our next email is from Rich Masters. Oh, fucking shit, a dick out of my ass. I am so ready. Ah, suck my dick with your butt. Let's go. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's getting hot in here. It's entitled, Discovery Season 3, Spock is secretly a buff cat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Theorizing that the world was full of Anunnaki, Ensign Josh Henderson had one too many black holes and vanished. (laughs) <laughs> he awoke to find himself trapped on a satellite with terrible phone reception facing fan-made characters that were not his own and driven by an unknown an unknown force to change history for the better. Damn. His only guide on this journey is Jeff, Call an observer lead. who may be part lizard who appears in the form of a dank space weed hallucination <laughs> that only Josh can see and hear. And so Henderson finds himself leaping from email to email hoping oh that his next email... We'll have a sweet photo of a butt attached. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I think the song is like so stupid. <laughs> oh, oh man. I love it. Quantum butt. The show's great and then it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's then it's pretty... great again, and then it gets not great again. Uh <laughs> Uh, this, is t- this is a pitch for TNG Series 8, Episode 11. Can we One just, stage closer to the book you wanted, Jeff. Can we just say pitch it? I mean, I want to hear it, but... I'm, I'm going to pre-pitch yeah, it, for sure. A pre-pitch. Picard and Riker are on their way to the transport room as a panicking counselor, Troy, joins them. Riker asks her how bad it is, and Troy confirms with a look. Very. When they arrive, Picard gives the order to beam the delegate aboard, telling his officers to prepare themselves. Shit. With such a serious look on their faces, it must be a political emergency or a Klingon raiding party. Diarrhea. But but when the pattern rematerializes, it's Lwaxana Troy. Oh, fucking you got me. Dude, I'm so glad I pre-pitched this one. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Picard braces himself for an assault of innuendo, but Luxana respectfully nods, acknowledging Ooh. him and Will before sedately greeting her daughter and making her own way to her assigned quarters. She already knows the way. She's the been on the ship 48 <laughs> times. It's true. The group stare at each other, dumbfounded. That's Titles. great. That's great. It's called Ambassador Data. <laughs> Lwuxana holds a meeting in the briefing room where she reveals a newly discovered species named the Marin Shavar Ooh. have started annexing large parts of bordering, bordering neutral space and aggressively forcing Federation science teams off planets get out of here scientists take the your dildos annec- with you get out of here Josh scientists yeah fuck you Maron Chino's <laughs> maraschino cherries. Maraschinos, whatever. The annexing doesn't contravene the terms of their new treaty, but it isn't exactly in the spirit of the agreement, and she has come to open more diplomatic channels. Hmm. Picard makes a comment that the whole agreement is like a bad relationship. Realizing his mistake, he expects some sort of lewd comment from Lwaxana, but she skips past the comment and returns to her quarters. What? In his ready room, he asks Deanna what's going on, clearly confused, and Deanna admits she has no idea. My mom's crazy as fuck, Captain. <laughs> you know this, Captain. You've met her. You know this, man. Deanna goes to see her mother, who admits that since making a fool of herself by falling for Odo and feeling heartbroken, and whichever Ooh, nice. episode links up time-wise to this one, <laughs> she's been working with a Vulcan to help get her emotions in check. There you go. Unfortunately, she confides to De- Deanna, "This has inadvertently cut off access to her empathic abilities and emotions completely." What? Deanna is horrified, counting this as another reckless action by her impulsive mother and an action akin to self-mutilation. Whoa! But Loaxana cuts a piteous figure, almost robotic in her reactions. Damn, dude. Oh, I bet what's gonna cr- happen. I bet. she I know what's gonna happen. You want to call it ahead of time? Yeah, Katra. Oh, she They're going to be a in there. You heard it here, folks. I'm really Beverly, I'm che- pretty Beverly pretty Crusher this. checks the ambassador over and confirms the temporary cutting off to her empathic powers. Lawaksana says it shouldn't matter, that she is still the top Federation diplomat, and that she can deal with the Maren Chavar. they are Chinos. Pic- Picard <laughs> is unconvinced, but she is the only available diplomat at this short notice, and she has established successes with the Marin Chavar in the past. Okay. They'll only deal with her. Fuck, these guys suck. Arriving in Marin Shivar Shavar's space, Lwaxana beams over the ship with Picard and Troy, but they take her new emotionless state as an attempt at mockery and beam her back to the Enterprise. Get it's this clear... bitch out <laughs> <laughs> this, this bitch too cold! This bitch is not even talking! It's clear now that Loaxana's skills as a diplomat were always tied to her empathic ability, oh, and she has a problem. She must relearn how to assess people without access to emotion. Q Commander Data, who is assigned to Loxana as an expert in diplomacy without emotion. He, prote- he protests, explaining that he isn't at all as suitable, as he has not mastered the skill for himself, especially with his new emotion chip. Yeah, it's making him do crazy shit. But Picard insists, okay. explaining he's the best they have. Data invites Luxana to a poker game, coaching <laughs> her to guess the emotions of her fellow players. Nice, I like this a lot. She bluntly points out Jordy's tail due to his softness, Riker's lying eyes, and Deanna's lack of ability to bluff because of her emotional fragility. (laughs) Damn, (laughs) this bitch is fucking hard. She's fucking cutting with a knife today. I love you, LaWaxana, Troy. Being even more irritating to the crew when she is without emotion, Riker suggests Data find another way to help her. This is so good. I love this so much. This is so good. He takes her to Ten Forward and asks Guinan to help her coach those in need. But after escalating a row between two arguing traitors and causing a bar fight, Data quickly (laughs) ushers her away. And we get a fucking bar fight. Oh, man. Picard walks into the holodeck where Data has prepared programs of the captain's old diplomatic meetings. Picard calls Data to one side and asks him what he's doing. Data explains that it's been a useful tool... Tule... (laughs) And <laughs> that she has already identified 42 errors in Picard's style that could have been corrected. Jesus Christ. Picard leaves in a mood, telling Data he has two hours until the next meeting with the mayor and Shavar. Figure it out, Data. Armed with an earpiece with a direct line to Data, Loaxana struggles during the meeting, unable to convey the right emotion to show sincerity. Nice. The communication starts to fail because it's Star Trek. And fearing all his loss, Data turns to his own emotion chip on, and in a show of support, te- tells Luoxana he believes in her. Nice. The lovely statement triggers an outpouring in Luoxana, who is able to access her emotions and passionately fight for her corner. Oh, I was wrong! After the mayor and Shavar are appeased, Beverly confirms that Luoxana's abilities have started to come back, and Luoxana thanks Data, suggesting not- that he is possibly... You I did not-, not see the data thing coming. Oh, man. I didn't see I thought it. you were right. Rich pulled the wool over our this eyes. This is better. This is better, I think. a thanks Data, suggesting that he is possibly one of the most emotionally available men she has ever known. That's... Oh, my God. That's, per- she that's perfect. She asks him if she'd join her for dinner. A shell-shocked Data looks around for help, unsure what to do. Dude, he's fully functional to it. <laughs> he's fully functional. I'm going to, like, double pitch this. That was maybe the best one. Dude, It's hard to that say. That was so but that- in the, like, voice got of TNG. It. Yep, yep. That I-, I can't believe that's not a real episode. Yeah, it's, that was incredible. That was incredibly well done. Good fucking job. Also, uh, why don't we get these episodes? <laughs> Please send this to Captain Picard so he can make these episodes. <laughs> He's the one who makes the show, right? Yeah. Uh, he finishes out his email by saying, My wife actually thought of this premise because she absolutely loves That's who great. Who doesn't? Well, thank you, uh, your wife, Rich Master's m- wife. Ridgemaster's master. <laughs> Obviously, her induction to Trek is now complete. Maybe I can talk her into being a patron winky face? oh it's only $1 and you get this uh, episode early. <laughs> yeah, you get it a week early and you get extra podcasts, you get audio logs, you get wallpapers, you get access to the Discord. <laughs> you get st- access to my special Discord called a Kisscord. <laughs> kiss cord. I'm getting my lips ready. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I do <laughs> I hope you like this one, T-Boys. If you didn't, well, you is double dumb booties. Why the fuck would we not? Get the fuck out of here with that I shit. I fucking love it. Much love. Rich, chief ketracel cutter on the Karema Car- 2. Like our slogan says, if it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> you cutting it with like like bleach or are you cutting it like a cutting a line? I guess he's cutting a line. Yeah, like yeah, It's t- you gotta be careful with that. I want I don't wanna inhale no bleach. Look. Try and get fucked up, not fucked and fucked dead, dude. I'm <laughs> not trying to get fucked up, not fucked dead. That's right. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. That's my new catchphrase. Thank you so much. That email, Rich. That's Every great. time you send an email in, my heart grows three sizes. The doctor says that it is enlarged beyond operative size. <laughs> There's no operation to cure me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email is from Pizza Man. Pizza Man. It is titled "I Remembered to Sign Off This Time." Nice. He did not. Oh, well, then you lied. You remember why? To did lie? You- why did you lie to me in your email, pizza man? Yeah, pizza man, get real. Ahoy, Trek boys. I keep forgetting to do it in person, so I had some friends just message me their ideas, so I can't guarantee that sheer three guys in a basement at 2am quality the last email had. <laughs> but here we go. Huh? What's that on the horizon? Grab me my spyglass. Good gravy, it's Boston Sean's pitching or ditching. Oh, fuck. Hard to port. We eat well tonight. One pizza day on the Enterprise, but Uhura accidentally only got pepperoni pizza. Does Spock like says it? he's Spock says he's not upset, but you can totally tell it is. <laughs> Plot twist: it's not pizza; it's all calzones—the true pizza of the future. <laughs> what is this from Farks uh. and Rec? where he's like loves the calzones, and he makes he wants to make a restaurant the Calzone Zone. The calzone zone. <laughs> um, Spock is a vegetarian, so he would not like pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Uh, they have pepperoni pizza when the Enterprise is fucked up in Enterprise. And uh, Paul gets a pepperoni pizza. And then Trip says, you can, you can pick the pepperonis off. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an earth thing to yeah, say. It's so American. It's a super Americana. Kirk starts watching old Earth documentaries called YouTube Pranks and starts doing his own. The crew get fed up and quit, but Kirk says, you can't quit, you're fired. (laughs) And then he fires them out the airlock. Nice. It's like a Futurama episode. (laughs) Uh, Next, Tyler Perry is found frozen in an escape pod. (laughs) Starfleet defrosts him, and he creates a movie called Medea Goes to Space. Against all odds, the Romulans love it. They sign a treaty with Starfleet that allows them to attend his movie premieres. I'm not gonna ditch that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ooh, this one's good. Kirk seeks to locate Neapolitan ice cream that contains only strawberry to We're doing it again. We're doing it again. It's happening again. It's synergy, baby. It's the zeitgeist all over again. Now it's ice cream. It's so weird. It's fucking weird, dude. Kirk is captured for a month, and the ship runs twice as well without him. No real reason why. Everyone just started working harder. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't like that one. (laughs) Jeff (laughs) takes takes that one personally. Uh, Kirk walks onto the bridge, and everything seems fine until Spock walks in with a massive pair of tits and looks real cute. All right. She explains that at a certain age Vulcans swap genders, and the only way to swap back is to have sex with a human. Uh Spock asks Kirk to do this as she would like to be a dude again, and Kirk agrees. After they finish, Kirk rolls over to look at Spock and says, You know, if you wanted to bang, you could have just asked. You didn't have to put balloons up your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I want to pitch that one. Yeah, that one's funny. That's good. I like that twist. I see why it's the end of the email. (laughs) (laughs) Save the best for last. Thanks for that email, Pizza Man. That was great. Our next email is from Boston Sean. Oh, it's, oh, it's actually Boston Sean now. Yeah, it's, it's entitled, More Shit from Kurtzman. Oh, fuck. Friends, Trekkies, Countrymen. There are multiple records of me being optimistic about the new show about Picard. Uh-huh. I regret them all. Yep. I hear rumor that Picard plot is described as an addict and a thief. Cool. The Picard I know would have no part in that flim flam lifestyle. As far as I'm concerned, there are very few exceptions. There are very few acceptable addictions left in the 23rd century. Yeah, one what's he addicted to? One holodecks. Uh-huh. Two video games. Yep. Three T1000 sex. <laughs> Four starship insulation. Yeah. Five logic. Six friendship with humans and 7 catch or sell white <laughs> that's only for a one group of people and they're barely people i said it oh shit they aren't they're like what do they they live for like 15 years oh, maybe no <laughs> and they're kind of like just like disposable <laughs> uh, i would like to go on record by saying i condemn the previous statements by my esteemed colleague Fucking alphas. <laughs> um, Josh, you're being a real beta right now. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> With this new development in mind, I have a couple of pitch it or ditch it for you. Okay. Pitch it or ditch it. Better concepts for a Picard-centric show. Mm-hmm. The above-mentioned pilot is a Jim Hadar who's addicted to Cell White. There because the show is only slotted to last about four seasons, we can have a show about getting older. Mm-hmm. Ensign Picard, a prequel about Picard's first ship assignment. No prequel. Picard is still slotted to play by Patrick Stewart, because <laughs> he's young looking. <laughs> he's this old man Picard being like, "Hello, fellow children"? <laughs> he has a skateboard. Picard's ship crashes. Oh no. The distress beacon works, though. Nothing left to do but set at a (laughs) campfire and tell ghost stories. A new one each week. pitch the fuck out of that one. I would love Picard's spooky stories. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Have a great night, boys. Petty transport officer, Boston Shaw. All those were better than what this is going to be, I'm afraid. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no hope for it whatsoever. We know. We know. We know. I mean, we know. Every, you knew what it was gonna be. Of course, like, everything that came out about it was like, mm, of, cu- mm. of course, they can't fucking they can't fucking help themselves, dude. It's pathetic. It's it's just fucking pathetic at this point. Yep. Our next email mm-hmm. is from Nicholas, Nicholas, and it's entitled "Great Advice." Are we getting great advice? Or are we giving great advice? I think we gave some. Oh, okay. Trek bios. That's us. So I sent through the lewd email about sexing my girlfriend and decided yeah. to heed your advice. We are getting married. <laughs> she- <laughs> well, that went from zero to 60 real quick. <laughs> she felt very complimented by your positive remarks about her, <laughs> though she was less than impressed with my email about all the filthy, filthy I sex we had. I fucking told you she was not going to be into that, dummy. Dummy. <laughs> Attached is a photo of us, and they look like oh, a cute couple. Oh, oh, I was oh, real okay. worried about that photo <laughs> right, yeah. when I heard that. Yes, I also was worried about it. Uh, I invite you to come to the wedding, but I have no money to get you here, and I know that Josh hates to fly. Where are you? Where does he live? You're invited, though. It'll be in 2020 in Australia. Okay. <laughs> you can crash here if you want. Jeff, That's you what can I'm be afraid the of. celebrant. I don't want to fly because of that. Uh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it (laughs) Jeff you can be the celebrant as the superior officer what love you lieutenant commander Nicholas McCaskey USS bitches and money
1: (laughs) you Uh, got to change the name of your ship
0: if you're a lieutenant commander you're way above us in rank oh yeah for sure dude everybody (laughs) keeps calling me captain on the discord even though I I'm obviously an ensign that's fine go with it captain ensign I can't believe he's gonna marry her that's great, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. I would go, but, you know, flying is horrifying, and you live on the other side of the earth. You you look like a cute couple. They're both wearing cool sunglasses in the photo. You have to, because Australia is uh, on fire. <laughs> the background, like, the picture-esque background behind them is just beautiful. It's Australia, dude. Hopefully, you guys have a long and fruitful marriage on the USS Bitches. Do you London. know that I have a didgeridoo? Do you? Yeah, I don't know how to play it. Like do you? <laughs> Didgery don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's all the emails we had. Oh, that was f- so fast. We had a lot of shorties this time, which is good. I like shorties and longies. We usually end on Rich Masters, but I'm glad we ended on a on a happy uh, marriage. How did, yeah. I want to know how he did it. How did he propose? Yeah. Everyone wants to know that, right? Write back in and tell us all how you proposed, uh, how angry she got about you talking about all the lewd Let me guess. She was like, she said something to the effect of, let me try to do an Australian accent. I can't believe you did that to us. <laughs> do you really want those track boys to know? Uh, uh, about you want to take our a fucking... second stab at that Australian accent? <laughs> I'm doing it perfectly. <laughs> You sound like Flight of the Conchords. It's a little New Zealand. It's, I can do New Zealand, but I can't do Australia. It's It sucks, dude. I can do, like, a pretty good New Zealand. You just gotta it. Like, I can't do Australia. You gotta do a hard, hard. Like, the A's are a little longer, and you do, like, this. You talk, like, upward a little bit. A little bit at the end. A little bit yeah. at the end. You go a little upward. Yeah, I can do that a little bit, but not... That was... I didn't even do it very well right then, because I'm on the spot, but... Yeah, when you're on the spot, it's harder. It's like so I can do harder. Irish and Scottish. Yeah, I can do like an okay English accent. Yeah, I can do the New York, New York, New York accent. We all know New York. Everybody, knows everybody that. can do that shit. That ain't nice. What are you, a dummy? <laughs> you gonna tell me you can't do this accent? Come on, get at it. It's like North Jersey now. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, go fuck yourself, right? Up your nose with the rubber hose. <laughs> Sit on it and spin. Fuck you your know what? mother's tits. What? Whoa. <laughs> What's that one from? Whoa, welcome back, Cotter. Hold, hold the fuck. <laughs> welcome back, Cunter. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been M-Class Emails, where your emails get right on the air. Send your emails in to M-Class... No, M-Class Email at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at M-Class Podcast. <laughs> and you can become a patron at patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. He's doing all the bumpers and I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. That was literally the worst. That was Josh. great. <laughs> That's what you're getting for a dollar early. All, so. Like, all those jokes are definitely on the Patreon. All of Josh's best material is on the Patreon. <laughs> it's like a shitty album. with. My, it's like the ice cream cover, but it's just an album now.
1: Josh's <laughs> shitty
0: jokes. Oh, I want that album. It's got everything from Welcome Back, Hunter, and then it just plays me laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, an idiot that I am. Thank you to Captain (laughs) Drac for stealing our ice cream. Don't thank him. Okay, fuck you, Captain Drac. He's down there living it up. Thank you to, okay, nobody's name is their actual email name, so I can't go through and thank you all. Thank you, everybody. Parrotmancer. Tupan, Yaku, the Romulan Star Empire. (laughs) Ike. Romulan Star Empire, go fuck yourself. Richmaster, Sean, rich the master's Pizza Man, Richmaster's wife, rich wife. Uh, Nicholas McCaskey, look at this, and his wife. We're doing it, in his future, his fiancée. Yeah, his fianc, his fiance. <laughs> thank you all. You guys are the lifeblood of this podcast. If you didn't write in, we couldn't do it. Yeah. So thank you very much. I love you all. We'll see you in one week for more M-Class Podcast. Bye. Bye (laughs) Bye-bye.